0: Anyone ever been tired of being sick and tired of being afraid and fearful? And I know there's a lot of people, even as an adult, still live in fear, still live in doubt, afraid. And so it cripples you from taking chances in life, missing out on opportunities and so many other things that fear can do to you. And being afraid and walking insecurity. Well, I really want to help somebody overcome those issues right now. There's too much for you to do in this world. God does have a plan and purpose. And I know it's sound, you hear it all the time. But he does and you have to believe it. But it's also and healthy to be self-conscious about recognizing what it is that's holding you back. And a lot of times, it's, so this is for, the, it's fear. So a lot of times we have to look back. And we have to really have that time with ourselves to find out what is it. Why am I afraid? Why am I fearful? You know, um, why do I have insecurity and such low self esteem? And it all goes back to fear. And then you got to find out where that root comes from. But right now, we're just going to be solution focused right now. So many people that I I come into contact with, many people that I uh, people that I've coached and counsel, you know, deal with this issue. Ever was afraid, were you ever afraid of taking authoritative roles at work, performance, church? Because these are the some of the uh, issues that people I um interact with that they have. They won't step up to the plate, they won't, a door can open and they won't walk in it because they're afraid. Some people grew up in a house being, you know, not being allowed to join school choruses and scouts and all kinds of clubs or, or even go to summer camp. Or have friends come over the house and spend the night. Now, of course, there's some safety issues and and it's understandable. But, you know, what happens, you can hinder someone's growth and their social skills. Social skill development is so vital for us as human beings from the time we come into this earth. That contact with your family, you know, it means a lot. It it determines whether you're going to have attachment issues later on in life. Is it easy for you to make friends? Or is it difficult for you to attach yourself because you already grew up as a child with insecurity issues because your needs weren't met? That's why I like Maslow's um hierarchy of needs meeting the needs of a human being before you can do anything, anything else with an individual you need to meet those needs and some of those needs involve nurturing and being paid attention to and having your need your your basic needs met food shelter clothing love affection And if a person has been missing that, pay attention to what I'm saying. It's very important because it's a revelation for somebody when they can look back and retrospecting and say, you know what? I never got none of that. No wonder I'm so messed up or you think you're messed up. No wonder I have a problem relating with other people or connecting. I have an attachment issue. And so that may be a revelation for somebody. You need to know the root of the problem before, so you can address it and get some help. Whether you go see somebody professionally, whether you hire a life coach or a counselor, or you do your own work, you do your own um self-healing through the word of God and getting some self-help books, some books to inspire you, to encourage you, to help you feel empowered. There's so many tools out there that can help you um, to help yourself. But these are some of the issues I want to address, you know, and questions I would like to ask you, are your social skills horrible because of this? Because it does affect your social skills. As I said, you don't know what a relationship or a real relationship looks or feels like. So our sense of self begins in our growth in developmental stages. And so we need to always think about that as well. That it might not have, it didn't just happen. It comes from a place. It comes from something. It stems from something. Childhood issues, trauma, whatever it is. So we need to pay attention to those things. Not to stay stuck there. We try to move ahead, but you need to understand where it comes from. So that's part of doing warfare. So another question I would ask is, Are you afraid of taking initiatives or taking on leadership roles? The Bible lets us know that there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears taking on roles of authority, such as managers, supervisors, group leaders, uh, ministers or pastors. Maybe you would never encouraged to express yourself and explore your creativity. When children grow up in an environment, when children grow up in an environment where they're not allowed to express themselves in any kind of form or fashion, it retards their growth. It retards their level of creativity so they don't have the same... Um, ability to imagine and to dream like maybe their peer have because they weren't allowed to imagine. They weren't allowed to dream. They weren't allowed to think about things that way. You know, someone thought for them. So they have So you can grow up having an issue in this area and you hear people say, well, I'm, I'm not creative that way. I, but sometimes it comes from when they was young. They weren't allowed to dream. They weren't allowed to explore and, pre- and play pretend, make believe. They don't even know what that means. <laughs> so, so they don't have that creative imagination. But you can get it today. It's never too late. Maybe some of us are underdeveloped in these areas where we needed to be, it you know, those areas need to be cultivated and nurtured. Maybe you needed to be encouraged and motivated to jump back on that horse or bicycle after falling off, just to teach you a lesson about not giving up so easily, right? That's the reason why our parents do that. They don't want us to be afraid. They want us to take chances. And so we can overcome and conquer these things. But if you never had, like I said, that type of uh, parenting or support, you, you can stay in a state of fear. You'll watch everybody else. Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You know, you're lying to yourself, right? I'm good. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. But deep down inside, you're not good. <laughs> it's just a defense mechanism. Just something to, you know, kind of come up with an excuse not to do something because really you're afraid, you're afraid to do it. So it's these lessons that teach us to grow and mature and endure constructive criticism. You know, you learn good social skills and and, um, developmental skills in terms of knowing how to relate and deal with obstacles and deal with uh, uh, problems. Social issues. You have to be in an environment that allows you to do that. So dealing with constructive criticism, being able to take constructive criticism and not internalize it, um, dealing with opposition and obstacles. What do you so what do you think? Many of today's children don't know what make believe, like I said, or pretend is playing make believe and pretend helped shape or revealed our inner talents and gifts. I know it did for me. I'm, I go back and think about things I used to pretend. It actually helps me today in my career, in ministry, and and all the things that I do. I always go back to my childhood, my adolescence, because it just kind of reminds me of my purpose, actually. So after surveying some friends, their responses confirmed that many of them who would attempt to do something independently as children were yelled at and discouraged from taking initiatives and were not taken seriously, see? Now, they said their parents mostly had the authoritarian um, parenting style, meaning whatever they said went. There was no grace. There was no room for explanation. It was like, do as I say. That's it. There was no understanding or forgiveness. So their parenting style often left them feeling inadequate and incompetent. This is what they got from having a type of parent who was authoritarian. They always felt a sense of inadequacy and they always felt incompetent. They felt like if I do something, I'm going to get punished. I'm going to get yelled at. So I might as well not do it at all. And see, this is what affects you from taking those roles, those leadership roles, those roles of power and influence, because you already have a sense of failure before you even try. You focus so much on the failure. You don't look at the glass half full and say, well, maybe I can do this good. Or even if I, even if I do mess up, it's all right because it's a learning experience for me. See, that's the positive side. That's when you have that enough uh, esteem in you to say, okay, I may mess up and I might not like the way it feels, but you know what? I can learn from it. So you're always learning to see the positive side of things. It's all right. It's not the end of the world. You okay. Get back on that horse, get back on that bike and ride until you get it right. So, you know, so they said they often felt that way. So they often briefly they were often briefly complimented and then conversely criticized about their flaws and weaknesses, and these feelings of inadequacy followed them into their adulthood and affect their personal and professional relationships today. So this is when I asked some people that I know friends, family members, acquaintances who had these type, grew up in these type of environments. This is what they battle with today, and they're still battling with it. They just have a better way of hiding it and masking it, but they still battle with it inside. This that internal self-defeated voice that they always have to kind of push back down. So understanding our roots can help us grow. There are old proverbs and quotes such as a tree without roots is dead and knowledge is power that puts us on a journey of self-discovery. It can be refreshing and liberating when we understand why we do the things we do and what we say and understand our connections. That includes our family history and behavior. We can truly grow with this knowledge now. It's similar to how a researcher or scientist finds underlying causes of a disease or behavior and also develop a cure or a theory for it, right? These experiences are similar to what Erickson, he's one of my favorite theorists, Erickson's in 1950 to 1968, sense of initiative versus a sense of guilt and autonomy versus shame. These are two of the things that Erickson found when he studied adolescence development and adolescence, that you can either operate in a sense, have a sense of initiative or the opposite would be a sense of guilt. So usually, with authoritarian parent, you grow up with a a, a, um, a complex of always feeling guilty or self defeated or self condemned because you weren't allowed to express yourself. You weren't allowed to um, grow and and and. Just be creative. You was always criticized or stopped, or you, you know, so so many us have those issues and don't realize where it comes from. Or you can have the sense of initiative where you were allowed to be creative and make mistakes and grow, and, and you didn't get yelled at if you did make a mistake or if you did fall. You, your parent would just say, "It's okay. Get back up. It's all right." Or if you knocked, you broke that glass. It's okay, honey. That's OK. And of course, sometimes parents get upset like you broke my glass. But but at the end of it, you, you're not trying to break the child's spirit. You know, you don't want the child to feel so bad that I did such a bad. But see, that's where the, the root of shame comes in and guilt, because it was always made to feel bad about something like that's the worst thing. How could you do this? And, it, and everything was directed towards that child, knowing that mistakes can happen with anybody. And so they grew up with the sense of guilt. But if you had the opposite, you can grow up with a sense of in, taking initiatives. You'll do things. You'll try stuff. You'll step out. Even if you're not sure, even if you are afraid, you will still step out and do it because you were encouraged to do so. You had someone to um, support you and affirm you. And then he, I like Erickson. He talks about autonomy versus shame, you know, and again, it's the same thing. You can either be a person who who always feels shame, you know, shy and fearful and inadequate and, and all of that. Whereas you will do stuff and don't worry about it on autonomy side. You will just do it. You will step out. You have the initiative to do. Try something that you want to do and see where it takes you. So we can grow up being fearful of taking initiatives and afraid, scared because of a lack of confidence. Let me tell you, because Christ and our faith is in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. Find that in Ephesians 3 and 12. That was the New Living Translation. But because of the constant negative criticism from family members, friends, and others, we may struggle with our own self-identity. When we know who we are, what our purpose and destiny is in God and in the world, we can become people with a vision. When we understand our pain, brokenness, and needs, then we have an accurate sense of awareness. That's something that Eisenhower said. We can have an accurate sense of awareness. So it's just so important to just, you know, ponder on that for a moment because Some of us do feel sick and tired of being afraid and fearful and you want to break that, break that spirit so you can go forth, so you can be propelled towards your purpose. See, this is what I do because I've been there as a child. And I had to overcome and conquer so many things. And, and so I've learned to fight. God taught my hands to war like he did David. Taught me how to stand firm on his word. So I got my affirmation from God's word. I got my af- affirmation from the Father, from Jesus, from the Holy Spirit. showing me who I am and who I am in him. Because it's not about it. It's who I am in him and That stood up in me and gave me confidence and self-esteem and boldness. And if even if I did feel afraid, I still do something. I still, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. If I feel fearful, whatever, I'm going to take a chance (laughs) and do it. Because I want to see what the end is going to be. Because I, you know what I fear more? I fear living a life full of, regrets. We all may have one here too, you know, but I mean, I don't want to live a life of regret. Erickson talks about that too, when it comes to, um, the older adult, when you at a later age, beyond senior. And so you have the the, um, regenerative versus stagnant, the regenerative person at an older age, have a sense of peace and contentment, They pretty much overall are happy with their life. So what they do is get back and help the next generation. The ones who's coming up, they have wisdom that they can impart towards them to help them. That's the regenerative adult. But the other adult, the opposite end, where they are stagnant. And they're unhappy because their whole life, they feel like their whole life is full of regrets and they're unhappy. They have all of the shoulda, coulda, woulda's and they, and they let that plague them to such a degree where they're stagnant and they don't see themselves as vital or useful and, and, and not able to help anybody else when that's a lie, but that's how they feel and they stay stuck in that. And so he talks about that as well. So, you know, you don't, and so that's what fear me the most is is what I'm trying to say. I don't want to be that individual at the latter stages of my life just to be so unhappy, feel like I couldn't give, or I didn't, I don't have nothing to offer, or I didn't try this. And I was afraid to do this and afraid to do that. I don't want to do, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to live that way. And I don't want you to live that way neither. So. Find your boldness, find your breakthrough that barrier of fear. You know, take it all to God, cast your cares upon Him, He cares for you anyway. So, give it to Him. Just overcome all of those step by step. Whatever the process you got to go through, you know what? I don't even care if it hurt because if it's hurting you to be healed, sometimes you got to be hurt, you got to go through the hurt to be healed, right? We get wounds, they hurt in the beginning, but as they start to heal, you no longer feel the pain, the stench of it. You don't feel it anymore, the sting. After a while, that disappears, that dissipates. And then you just have the scab left. And then when that heal, when your wound close up so much to it, it, it heals its close, you can remove the scab and you won't feel it. Actually, it can fall off. <laughs> so that's what you want. So I just wanted to encourage somebody because I'll come out of that living in fear. Don't let it cripple you. You know, we all have different kinds of fear for different things. But I'm talking about the crippling fear where you will not move. You will not do anything. Oh, I just it just it hurts me to see people like that in that state. I just want to come and either shake them out of it (laughs) or do something because I hate I hate fear. I hate. All of that, being afraid and and some, I hate when it, bind, when it binds you up and it causes you to be stagnant and you can't grow that way. So I wanted to make this recording because I felt that it was going to help somebody come out of that and to really think about where it comes from. And then after we figure out where it comes from, they can move forth and move forward. Anyway, this is Cheryl Howard of Get Your Life Back, inspirational life coaching, where I motivate others to break through barriers and propel into purpose. This is what I do. If you want more information about me, go to Get why life back.com. And I also do, um, 30 minute inspirational, um, coaching where you go through a self-discovery of what it is, what your message is to the world. What, what is your influence? What is that theme that follows you throughout life that can have a positive impact on other people? Cause sometimes we get stuck at that. But what is there? I have to say, what can I offer? What I have I feel like I have something, but I can't pinpoint it. I can help you do that. I can help you in 30, 35 minutes. We can go through self-discovery. And we're going to start from your childhood to who you are now. And kind of look at some things in retrospect. Because sometimes it's right in front of you. And it could be something that you're doing now all the time. But you're not recognizing it. Because you're stuck in the fear and being afraid and fearful. And so you can't see past that. And so I want to help you break through that. So that. It's something I love to do, and I love to see people get the revelation like, wow, oh my God, I never thought about that. I didn't see that to just now. Sometimes it takes somebody else who's out, you know, I'm not in your head, I'm not in your body, so I can kind of see from the outside what it is, what you're saying, what comes out of your spirit, what's permeating out of your soul, out of your spirit, out of your mind. I can pretty much talk to you long enough to I can see a theme that follows you like a theme song that comes on with a show that you like to watch and it all it always have that same theme song you know that's what I come and in and I try to help you find that for yourself to move you forward you know so it's it's so vital to you to your growth and to your development to kind of find to kind of find your message and what it is and, and move beyond that and then you go help somebody else You come out the pit, help somebody else come out the pit. All right? So you guys just have a good day, good evening, good weekend, whatever time that you listen to this message. And be blessed, and I hope you be inspired by this, and feel empowered to do your own self-work, and to overcome, and to fight. And if it does, please email me at get your Life back number seven at gmail.com. Cause I want to hear your testimony. I want to hear if this has helped you set you on a path that will lead you to that freedom when you're no longer bound by the crippling fear or being afraid and that you're going to take a chance. You may be facing something right now, a decision that you need to make and, but what's stopping you is the spirit of fear and you want to cast that down and you want to be move beyond that. Even if you fear the fear, but you'll still do it. You need to make the decision. So maybe it was it was meant for you to hear this right now. So you can think twice about giving up and saying, mm, I don't think I'm gonna do that. I don't want you, to, I don't want you to miss out on a blessing. I don't want to want you to miss out on an opportunity that's for you. You tell yourself it's not for you, but sometimes what it is, that's fear talking. It's not you talking, it's the fear talking and not. Uh, faith talking, not stepping out on faith. So please email me, uh, go to my Facebook page, get your life back, inspirational life coaching, Sheru Howard, I get inspirational life coach. So I can hear from you because I, I did this especially for those who are bound by these same areas that I discussed in this in this um, audio. Anyway, talk to you guys later. Be blessed.